Welcome to the Make Money Monthly series, where we explore the power of recurring revenue with our good friend and expert in the field, Stu McLaren. In this series, we'll dive deep into the world of membership sites, subscriptions, and all things recurring revenue to help you understand how to create a sustainable and profitable business model. Stu will share his wealth of knowledge and experience, including insights from his own successful membership site to help you unlock the potential of recurring revenue and take your business to the next level. So if you're ready to learn how to make money month after month, join us now for the Make Money Monthly series. One of the things that we noticed, uh, especially over the last couple of years, is that a lot of people are either on, online or totally traditional businesses where they're used to just having like a one-off product or service. Like they, they have somebody come into the restaurant, they serve them a meal, and then they're out there hustling and grinding and advertising and promoting to get another customer in the door type thing. And the one thing I've noticed over the last several years is um, for us, which we really focus on is the lifetime value of a customer. Instead right. of looking at them transactionally as like one customer. Like, do you have um, examples uh, that you can give us where, you know, especially in this world these days, like somebody's or business started off as like a one-off transaction type of business and now has moved into this new model? Yeah, there are many examples. You know, like when I think of memberships and subscriptions, I really try to think of them in terms of buckets. Like there's like product-based memberships. So this is where, you know, traditionally you would go into a store and you'd buy a product um, one time. And then the business owner would hope that you're going to come back and, you know, buy that same product again. But a company like, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, I lost the name. Dollar Shave Club. There you go. Dollar Shave Club. They're a perfect example of a company that took a product, like a singular product, razors, and they turned it into a subscription. So instead of you know hoping that customers are going to come back and buy again, they sold a subscription where every single month they're shipping out razors. And the crazy part about that, uh, and this is a little fun story, fun fact. This was in 2000 and I want to say, gosh, I want to say 2000 and... 11, 2011, I believe, because I was in Hawaii with uh, Amy and Marla was uh, just born. And uh, long story short, they had launched this like about six months prior to that point. And I could see that it was taking off. And I I actually reached out to the founder and I said, hey, listen, uh, I would love to invest in the company. I've got a ton of experience in membership so I could, you know, uh, provide some, uh, you know, guidance and advice as well. And, uh, and they just said, you know, thanks. You know, they were very cordial. They're like, thanks. You know, like we're slammed right now. Um, so I didn't get in because, uh, and I wish I did, because this is a perfect example. They went from an idea of, you know, selling razors on subscription to selling for over a billion dollars, you know, four and a half years later. Mm-hmm. And, and I share that because like, you know, it's hard to relate to a company that's selling for a billion dollars, but what did they do? They just took a product, a single product, razors that were people were buying on a regular basis anyway, and instead they made it more convenient by allowing people to buy on membership and subscription. So that's an example of like a product-based membership. And we see these happening all the time. There's like socks of the month and underwear of the month and coffee of the month and XYZ of the month, right? Like these are all examples of product-based memberships. Second group you would typically see are service-based memberships. So these are where like, if I went for a massage as an example, uh, that is a one-time purchase. But 
what a lot of savvy business owners are starting to do is to realize that, you know, a service can easily be turned into a subscription. And now what that does is that provides more predictable income. So there's uh, in Canada here, a franchise called Massage Addict, and that is sold on subscription. So instead of buying a one-time massage, I join a massage subscription. I pay hundred bucks a month and I get two, as an example, like two massages per month. And so again, if I wanted more massages, I would go up in terms of the uh, membership level. But bottom line is instead of selling one time and hoping that customers are going to come back, they're selling on subscription. And we see this in a variety of different ways. Like I know, for example, uh, another service is where we live. We live in a very wooded area and there are uh, mice everywhere. And so, you know, it freaks my wife out. Like you guys know, Amy. So, you know, when we're, uh, I'll never forget when we first moved into our uh, old home, uh, we were lying in bed. We had been in there for maybe a month and we heard like, you know, and she's like, what is that? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And then we heard it again. She's like, it's mice. She's like, we got to sell the house. And I was like, Bitch, we literally just moved in here. Like, no, we're not selling the house. She's like, I can't live with mice. I was like, oh gosh. So anyways, we, we call like an exterminator. And so he comes around and, and he checks it out. He said, yeah, he said, you live, you know, in a prime spot for uh, these little critters. He's like, so here's what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to set some traps. Uh, he said, that should take care of it uh, for initially. He said, but, you know, you live in a, this wooded area. You're sharing this space with nature. He's like, uh, would you like me to take care of it on an ongoing basis for you? And, and Amy's like, yes, like whatever it takes. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, so what I'll do is I'll put you on subscription. And so this again was going from a one-time uh, you know, service to now we were on a subscription. And so every single month, you know, he would, uh, we would be billed and he would come around and just check the traps and, and, and away we go. Another example of this is we belong to a subscription where we get organic fruits and veggies delivered straight to our door. And yes, we could go to the farmer's market or we could go to the grocery store and get those things, but uh, it's way more convenient to have them delivered straight to our door and we pay a monthly subscription for that. So these are all examples of like service-based memberships. Another group of memberships would be like information-based memberships. These are the most popular. This is where you're taking like your expertise or your skill set or your Uh, teaching people a skill, or you're helping people solve an ongoing problem, but you're providing that information inside of a membership site where on a regular basis, every single month, people get either fresh new content or they get ongoing support and help as they learn uh, the particular skill. And we see these in a wide variety of different markets from photography and calligraphy to fitness and finance and music and art, health, dog training, you name it. Like there's all kinds of different markets. You know, a good example of this would be Ginger Dean. In this past year, she's a psychotherapist and she would work with clients one-on-one. But her calendar was just getting slammed. Like she was working 14 to 16 hour days. And when COVID hit, her uh, number of bookings actually went up. Like she got, it got more intense for her. And she was just getting burnt out. And long story short, she transitioned to sharing her expertise in a membership. And the amazing part is, is that she's grown this membership now to more than 1,300 plus members, uh, more than $50,000 a month. 
And it's allowed her to stop working one-on-one with clients and have a far greater impact by sharing the work with thousands of people rather than just a few people. And more importantly, it's given her her life back. You know, she's now got time for a social life. She's now able to, you know, uh, decompress. She's not working 14, 16 hour days. And so it's a great example of where she's taken what she already knew and was providing in a one-on-one setting and now has created a whole lot more leverage and is now providing that one to many and generating that recurring revenue. So that's like an information-based membership. And there are many of these in all kinds of different markets. And it's really exciting because like, it's not leveraging or sorry, it is leveraging what you already know, love and do, right? Like, so if you're already doing something, there's a very good chance you could easily teach that to others to do the same. Uh, if you are already uh, had experience in overcoming a problem or challenge like weight loss or parenting or dog training or whatever it might be, uh, there's an opportunity there to be able to teach it to others. And then the third or the final category, the fourth category would be a community-based membership. Mm -hmm. And this is where, you know, we're paying to be part of a community and online, this is more powerful than ever before, because now it doesn't matter what your interests are. Like there's going to be someone somewhere around the world that has a very similar interest. And uh, the power is being able to uh, connect people who have this similar interest or these like interests together. And we pay to be a part of that. You know, it's just like the old school, like golf and country club, so to speak. But instead now, like we have these uh, communities that we pay to be a part of that can center around all kinds of different uh, topics. And uh, so there are four typical, you know, groups of memberships, product-based memberships, Mm -hmm. service-based memberships, information-based memberships, and community-based memberships. Yeah. So, so it's really like pretty much any type of business model at all. And in the past, we would look at work really hard, create that one client, that one, that one transaction. And now pretty much in this disruptive world, you know, we can look at anything and create a hybrid option. Like we just have to look at our business a different way because there's an opportunity that's most likely sitting inside there of reoccurring income. Yeah. And let me give you like a, like another real world example of this. Like uh, Steph McFadden is a great example. You know, last year when COVID hit, you know, she has a brick and mortar microblading studio. By the way, I uh, didn't know what microblading was until I met (laughs) Steph, but uh, clearly uh, with my eyebrows, I I need the help. So anyways, um, but she has this microblading studio. And when COVID hit, like her studio got shut down, like she wasn't allowed to see clients. And it, it wasn't just that the studio got shut down. She had more than $15,000 of pre-booked business that she had to refund because now clients couldn't come in and get service. So she was like, you know, in panic mode because uh, as brick and mortar business owners know, like it just because the uh, you can't accept clients doesn't mean that the bills stop coming in. She still had rent. She still got, you know, physical space, et cetera. So she got creative and what she realized uh, was that she had a group of really loyal customers. She had about 200 uh, customers who would come in on a fairly regular basis, but she didn't have any like recurring revenue or subscription or membership established. But she thought to herself, she said, okay, if they can't come in, you know, to get their eyebrows, you know, uh, sorted, well, um, what else could I provide them on a regular basis? And what she realized was that these women primarily were coming into her studio because they wanted to feel better about themselves. And so what she started to realize was that there were companies that uh, provided all kinds of products that she would recommend in her store, et cetera, that 
again, she could package and bundle and offer as a subscription box. Mm -hmm. So she created a subscription box for her customers. She went out to that teeny tiny list of 200 people and she didn't have this all figured out. She said, look, here's what I'm thinking. You come into the studio to get your eyebrows sorted to, to feel better about yourself. And, and I know that I can similarly provide that uh, a similar experience for you at home with different products and services. And so I've carefully gone and curated uh, different products that I believe, you know, will, you know, lighten your day and, and uh, make you feel better, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and if you're interested in, and potentially becoming a founding member, then go here to sign up. So she didn't have like a fancy, you know, sales page or, you know, videos or anything of that nature. She was just a, a, a simple, you know, vision of what she saw this becoming. Yeah. Well, the crazy part is, is of those 200 members, she had over 110 people sign up for her subscription box. Mm -hmm. And then literally a month and a half later, she went back out and said, oh my gosh, like it, so many of you have, you know, uh, jumped on board and, and the first box is going out. And, and if anybody else wants to jump on board, uh, come join. And she ended up over 140 members, like two months into this. And what that did was that immediately brought in more than $10,000 a month of recurring revenue which completely stabilized her business. So she went from like sheer panic, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do to like now having that stability in her business from a recurring revenue model. And so to your point, Paul, like it can be done. I think it's about shifting your mindset, thinking more creatively, thinking, how do I take somebody who has bought from me one time and instead create a customer that wants to buy from me on an ongoing basis. How do I make something that is inconvenient more convenient? How do I serve somebody who's trying to learn something or help solve an ongoing problem? These are all great questions to start asking that immediately get your mind thinking about going from a one-time product or offer to a recurring offer where you can serve your customers ongoing on a regular basis. Yeah. And you said you referenced product a minute ago and it reminds me i had to bring this up because there's a connection here is uh and i'm blaming your wife amy <laughs> that uh melissa was gifted these really cool yeah. earrings and then two nights ago melissa's like hey there's a new subscription service that i can get earrings every like every month every, every quarter, every quarter. Yes. 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 yes i'm like oh who would have thought earrings would have been a subscription well and see that idea was born um on a girl's trip that my wife organized. It's like a, a mastermind. And they were, uh, it was a, a bunch of women. They were coming down the coast of uh, California in these RVs. And that's is the, the adventure trip my wife organized. And uh, the, one of the women on the trip, her name was Jen. And she always had like these beautiful earrings and all the girls like on the trip were like, your earrings are just like amazing. They're so beautiful. Like, and uh, on that trip, they brainstormed the idea of an earring subscription. Mm -hmm. And so Amy belongs to it. You know, it's called Low Love. And yeah, yeah every quarter, uh, Jen sends uh, these earrings out to the women who belong to the subscription. Uh, but it's a great example of turning a one-time purchase, again, now into a subscription. So it's being done all over the place. And once you start opening your eyes to it, you start seeing like, oh my gosh, like big companies, like obviously like the Amazons and the Netflix and the, and the Spotify's, et cetera, they're all subscription model. But then when you start drilling in, you start to see like, oh my gosh, there are so many other businesses 
that are shifting toward this. And it makes sense because it creates a heck of a lot more stability and predictability in the business versus hoping that customers are going to come back and never really knowing if they will or not. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really cool with us is that within adaptive, uh, the marketing methods that we teach, it's like when you have that higher long-term value of a client, then you can be smarter and invest more in acquiring the client as far as ads.